everyone, and welcome to You Love to See It, the podcast where we watch TV shows and movies and tell you all about them. I am your host, Danielle Riendo, and I am here on this very hot July day to talk about a very hot show. I am here with Features and Trending editor Merrick Kay. Hello. There's only one rule for this podcast. <laughs> yeah. And don't don't fall. Uh, and don't fall. Yeah, we <laughs> are doing. Falling. We are recording this podcast suspended above a pool of real lava. Yeah, I, that's how I like to think about all podcasts and uh, succeeding in not falling. I think genuinely uh, is uh, social editor plus Nikki Grayson. Hello, it's me. Uh, Nikki, you should be on this show. I'm just saying. We should listen. We'll get to it. I assume at the end of the program, but there's literally never been a show that is more specifically tuned for the two of us. It's true. It's really true. And of course, the show we're talking about is Floor is Lava. Not The Floor is Lava. Just Floor is Lava. I'm sure the lawyers had fun. The Floor is, exactly. The Floor is Lava is a copywritten term. (laughs) Good. So they had to go with the generic Floor is Lava. Floor is Lava. Uh, which, of course, I'll just read the uh, incredible Wikipedia description here. Flores Lava is a 2020 reality television television show, web television series, excuse me, hosted by Rutledge Wood. The series premiered on Netflix on June 19th, 2020. The game uh, show is based on the children's game of the same name. Contestants navigate an obstacle course in a room filled with 80,000 gallons of bright red goop. That simulates hot lava. Winners get ten thousand U.S. dollar. Yeah, probably mostly water and a lava lamp, and get to see Rutledge Wood in person to present their lava lamp and telling them they won ten thousand uh, dollars. What a prize, uh, indeed. That's incredible. It's <laughs> what a what a prize. What a show. Uh, I wanted to start. Now I know we all kind of watch varying amounts of the show, but I wanted to start with a a, a brief starter question. Uh, did you play this game as a child? And then later on, I want to hear an ender question of how well do you think you would do if you went on this series? Let's let's start with you, Merritt. Did you play this uh, game as a kid? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know if we called it this, but yeah, no, I think I, I have a memory of, of definitely having some kind of like, you can't touch the floor, like don't touch the floor, you can only jump on pillows and stuff. Um, so I think it's, it's like a, yeah, it's like a folk game at this point, which is why it's so ripe for making Uh, into a TV show because there's no rights to it. And also last year it was made into a video game by our friends at clay. Yeah. Uh, So it's sort of, I don't know. It's, it's having a moment right now. Yeah, lava's having its moment. La- la- yeah, lava's <laughs> lava. Yeah, lava's back, baby. Lava is here. It went underground for a while. It became ah! magma, and then it came Ayo. back. <laughs> oh wow, that's extremely good. Uh, Nikki, how about you? Did you did you play this or some variation of it as a, as a young one? So I never, I've never, pl- I've played the game, but more recently as an adult mm. and not as a child okay. because. My mom would, if I presented her with the idea of I'm going to destroy the living mm-hmm. room by putting um, the parts of the couch on the floor and then jump on the table, I would be run out of the home. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. I don't I, think we did I, that. That seems crazy to me. Yeah. So I didn't. I never played this as a child, but in my school owned apartment building my senior year, uh, we did definitely do this. Oh, that's. 
fucking awesome. Can you tell me a little bit yeah, about I mean, that? Because that sounds great. Well, yeah, because none of the <laughs> furniture was ours, right? Sure. So yeah. we had two couches in the house for some reason because the University of San Francisco felt it appropriate to give us two couches. <laughs> So uh, one of the many games that we had was a Floor's Lava variant, um, which basically had the same rules. Uh, you'd have to get from the bedroom to the kitchen because it was a college-owned building, so we had lofted beds. So it would be a situation where you'd have to start in my room, which had the big lofted bed, and then make your way down from the lofted bed through the living room into the kitchen or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then we had another game called uh, Bathroom Kitchen Soccer, where there, there were two bathrooms in our in our apartment, yeah. and um, the the kitchen doorway led straight into the bathroom doorway, and there was in the foyer there was like a space that was wide enough to support two people kicking a tennis ball back and forth. And the goals were the doorways for the kitchen and the bathroom, and then we would drag one of the couches to create a square. Anyway, that's amazing. so we had that too. That should have been an yeah. intramural sport, I feel like. Yeah, I'm going to sell the rights to that. <laughs> that's to next. Netflix that's next. Well. Yeah. Netflix. yeah, that's next. <laughs> well, hopefully you'll have a little bit less head trauma than this extremely, frankly, <laughs> fucking bizarre show. Um, so I, I've watched most of it. I think I'm kind of halfway through episode six at this point, uh, which I can, spoiler alert, is the study. No, it's the kitchen part two. And it's, uh, I think it's the kitchen part two anyway, and it's where they start going with teams of two instead of teams of three, which is interesting that they sort of tweak the format mid-first season of the show. Yeah. Interesting stuff. But yeah, as we said, the premise is really very simple. Uh, it's an obstacle course, but for adults. This is, there's, it's something like Guts or Legends of the Hidden Temple, but for adults, for consenting adults who aren't wearing helmets or knee pads and they probably God. should be because there is like incredible an incredible amount of injury on this TV show considering what the the sort of origins are or at least what i think of as the origins in things like Nickelode like safe but goofy nickelodeon kind of reality sports shows uh so yeah it's 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 a lot i i think the first couple of episodes mary you watched the first episode here i i wonder if you want to give us some of your takes on how this show uh, constructs its very bizarre universe and tone. Okay, so first of all, I can't decide whether ten thousand dollars is a lot of money or like not very much money at all. It's no money. For it's not how much, much money. They get hurt? And that makes it funny to me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like the smallest <laughs> amount of money that someone could think is a large amount of money. I think. Uh, yeah. Also, did they want to get Travis McElroy for this, but they couldn't? <laughs> <laughs> I just don't know who this guy is. Like, he looks yeah. a lot like Rutledge, who is Rutledge, Rutledge Mayer or whatever. Like, they're like, that's one of the prizes. It's like, you get to meet me, Rutledge Lava Man. And I was like, is that supposed to be like, because if someone said, oh, if you win the floor is lava, you get to meet Rutledge, I'd be like, like the publisher? Who? Like, <laughs> what? Who is Rutledge he? Ridgewood hosted Top Gear USA. Oh. Is that sort of his thing? That's where he came from. He's an automotive journalist. I see. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not making the connection here with the Flores Lava. So, yeah, no, his Wikipedia page just says he's an auto racing analyst. Uh, he won a race. Uh, and uh, guess, guess who was his co 
pilot for that one. Ah, hell yeah, dude. Adam Carolla, baby. Adam Carolla, baby. He's friends with Adam Carolla, so you know he's probably really cool. Uh, (laughs) He also hosted a show called Lost in Transmission, which is a car thing. That's pretty good. And a show called Southern and Hungry. Okay. Which uh, is just... Oh, it's on the cooking channel. It's a- oh, it's got Damaris Phillips in it. Okay. Damaris oh, is great. All right. All right. Okay. That's good. Uh, I have no idea who this man is. Yeah. He hosted part of the Olympics? What? Oh, vandalism. Be aware that there is ongoing vandalism of this page, so be on the lookout. That was in oh. 2010. Oh. All right. So year- or 10 years ago, people were really trying to fuck this guy up <laughs> on Wikipedia. I'm trying to figure out what the fuck... He- he would cover at the Olympics. Car. There is no car yeah, at the Olympics. I don't think car cars. race. Car racing. It, it, it could be like foot racing. Like I, the only just because I can you make- understand how cars go fast does not mean you have any interesting insights to make about people going fast. Yeah, that's. I want to see what his Twitter fair. is like. He has two hundred thousand Twitter followers. I yeah this. This is a conundrum for me as well. I just figured this was like a younger millennial slash Zoomer thing. Like, as I assume with everything uh, that's on like a popular show. But he's right 40 now. years old. You're right. He's like, not. No sense. Zoomer knows who this man is. <laughs> right? No, no, absolutely not. Zero Zoomers know who Rutledge Wood is. Okay. I Well, pri- prior, prior to the release of this, no Zoomers knew right. who Rutledge okay. Wood is. Now they're like, damn, I want to meet Rutledge Wood. Exactly. <laughs> and to give me a $30 lava lamp. <laughs> yes. Can we talk about okay, the lava? Yeah. I know yes. we're going entirely out of order, but the lava lamp is too small. And it's like, <laughs> it's too small for, mm-hmm. even from a comedy perspective, because it would be funnier if the lava lamp was as big as the aggro crack. Right. Right, right, right. Yeah. Then it would be but something. It, yeah. Right, but it's just a lava lamp, and that isn't funny. That comes across more as cheap than it is yeah. comedy. Yeah. So maybe for season two, they'll make the lava lamp bigger. I I hope so. I, I so I want to I want to go big picture here and say that I enjoyed watching at least a good portion of this because I actually think the game itself is pretty fun to watch. And it's a pretty good game, right? It's like a simple but good game. It's basically an obstacle course. There's a a very clear risk-reward kind of dynamic. There are different paths across the room. I enjoyed watching this type of thing when I was a kid. I loved Guts. I love Legends of the Hidden Temple. I even love Double Dare. Like, all that kind of stuff is very fun for me. But the tone of this show was so weird to me that I really wasn't sure if this show truly hates everyone who's on it or if it mm. like loved them and doesn't understand what the problem is and the show is just like willfully stupid uh i don't it, like so the interviews I, I guess to support my claim here the yeah. interviews that it does so it, at least the first few episodes it's teams of three they give themselves like a wacky name uh and they do like a really bizarre awkwardly timed and awkwardly uh edited interview with these people in the abyss in the abyss. 
<laughs> yeah. Like, it's so bizarre. It, uh, the first episode has like a mom and her two twins. It has a bunch of church dads, I think. The church dads are in the first episode, right? Or maybe they're the second episode. The, so uh, the, there's, there's pastors in the first episode. There's pastors in the first episode and then okay. the three okay. biggest himbos you've ever yes. seen in your entire the life. The himbos who are like- You need a whole segment for them because I yes. have a lot to say. Yes, I we definitely will have will have that for sure. In the first few episodes, I'll also say, and I know I said this last week with Larry Crown, massive, massive Christian energy, at least in the first few episodes. Just there's a lot of people who are very religious, they really love Jesus, and they're on this show. Again, that kind of stops being super the focal point uh, midway through the show. I don't know if they just tossed out tons of footage or had like a soft reboot sort of halfway through the show. But again, that kind of supports this idea that this is very a tonally weird series. But anyway, they, they go into these interviews with each of the uh, contestants, each of the little teams, and they talk about how, what they're going to do with the $10,000. Nobody seems to know what $10,000 is because mom with no. her twins is like, I want to yeah. help pay for college. And it's like, that's not even books. That's not like that's not. Yeah, gonna, it's not. And books. It's like split. unless you're sending your yeah. kids to a Cal State like this is that's enough. Right. Right. And um, yeah, they just don't know anything. It's like they've taken people from like an NPC pool in a in an open world game that just say a bunch of weird lines and then put them in this obstacle course where people fall and hit their head really hard a lot of the time. And then there are a lot of instant replays and montages of people being hurt and Rutledge laughing at them for being hurt. And then the, yeah, the like, show always ends with who won, who who got the most points and won. So it's it's like this both straight, you know, relatively straight is seeming uh, competition reality show, which we've all seen. You know, we know the formula. And this, like, tone that comes from the fucking Twilight Zone that I cannot parse entirely. Yeah. Hey, I just don't understand. It is incredible to me how fucking much of a wet fart the first <laughs> the first human beings you see on this television program are. They are I, in an in an episode where you have the himbo trio, uh. I legitimately don't understand how you start with the twins and their mom because like that interview is just the daughter being like, I'm gonna destroy my own body. Like I'm going to yeet myself into the lava on purpose, which she ends up doing, she does. which is huge, huge for uh-huh. her. But like you get that vibe immediately. The son is like the most insufferable human being I've ever yep. seen. In life. <laughs> yep. And the mom is like the most overbearing Los Angeles mother in the world. So it's like, uh-huh. it's a combination of like three human beings Beings that I guess maybe for me that I definitely know yeah. and like yes. there's a style of person that I know that annoys me but it's like when you're kind of crafting a television program I don't understand why you would the first people you would show me would be these three people yeah it like they're close to the bottom of the barrel for me I think the baseball dads who also love Jesus are maybe the worst of the entire series for me that the ten, the tennis boys in the first episode or in the second yeah. episode are also pretty bad. They were. But they're they're bad from they're bad from a strategic perspective. <laughs> yes. They're all old and then they're all really bad at the game. Yeah. Which is really funny to me. It, it's like two tennis bros and their friend who was a great gymnast twenty years ago. Uh, yes. that, that was yeah. wild. That was wild. <laughs> they have all of these photos of him from Stanford, but the photos look like they were taken in the sixties. Oh it's God. incredible. <laughs> It's so much. Again, like, 
it's truly weird. Like I, I cannot figure out what this show is trying to do. No, in what this show is the obstacle. Yeah, this is obvious, but the show is just a fake Thirty Rock reality show. Honestly, yes, it might 100%. be. Like, th- this is just like like a gold uh, gold case or whatever it's called, um, <laughs> or like um, homonym. Uh, like it's just nothing it's just nothing and like that's really obvious thing to say but also i haven't watched a reality show in probably about 10 years and probably more and um is this what it's like now like is this it because no okay this is not representative (laughs) this is not representative i legitimately do think that if you told me this was pitched to nickelodeon first Mm mm-hmm and they said no, and then Netflix picked it up. I would buy. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah, mm. for sure. Okay, because like this is this is this is such. This is a show where they had the one idea, and then that was it. Like they they like had the one idea of what if we made Flora's Lava into a television program, and then they just like told someone who had a budget. <laughs> And then they made it without like ever asking any more questions <laughs> about who should be on the show, where it should be, like any of that stuff. Like no one asked any of those questions. This is like it is uh, it's not considered in a way that is like a lot of current reality TV is definitely hyper considered. Yeah, and like the actual obstacle portion, uh, excuse me, obstacle portion of the show is actually well done like they hired clearly people who knew what they were doing in terms of like okay like i don't know a spartan race or whatever people who know how to do obstacle courses made this and like the production design is really nice there's a lot of like fun props and like cool little touches so like one half of this show actually does work like i i really did enjoy kind of doing the you know, the sort of like armchair quarterback thing of like, okay, if I jumped here and could you make that jump? Like Vicky and I were watching this and being like, okay, you can definitely do a six foot jump. Like I would put you here. I put me here, like doing that kind of thing, which is fun. And I think what you're probably kind of supposed to do with a show like this, because that's, you know, that's fun. Like putting yourself in it or enjoying the the sort of sport aspect of it. But I like... For real, had to like pause and look over and like look at something else. I had to take breaks from this show because it was so weird to watch those fucking interviews. Like it was wild. Like, did they have a producer who's never produced before, but then also hired like high level talent to design the actual obstacles? Like, how do you do that? There are more producers in L.A. than like like (laughs) gas stations. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like that's a talent pool that exists there. Uh, I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. And I'm very confused. Uh, It's just, it's such an interesting, it's just so interesting. Yeah. It's just like, it's like halfway done, which is just incredible. Right. It's just, it's just so incredible. Did they have two Um, hours to make the season? Because I would believe that. That's the other thing. So it is so rushed. There's no, there's absolutely no concept of time on this TV show. Yeah. Because like (laughs) the runs, the runs are like around eight minutes long. The episodes are 30 minutes long, but like it feels like they're in there for 65 minutes. <laughs> yeah, true. And it's, it's so bizarre because like at no point, and this is, this is a different conversation, but like 
me, Nicholas Grayson, watching this show is like, ah, oh, this is like a four and a half foot jump. And then Rutledge mm-hmm. is like, this is a six foot gap. And I'm like, that's nothing. That's no, that's zero distance. That's like base. That's like basically like what it would be like to jump over a puddle on a corner in New York City. Right. Like that's not far at all. So like, I just it's no, it's uh, it's wild. It drove me bananas while watching this. Like truly, I like. I don't know. I I I also don't know if it's me and like I armchair quarterback more than other people, or it's because like. Vicky and I are athletic and we were both like getting really into that aspect of it and then just kept getting pulled away by these fucking people. And then, I don't know if this happened to you all, but I started hating some of these people so much because those interviews were so awful that I was cheering when they fell in and then I felt bad about myself. Oh, because I was like, so I didn't get that far. Well, it was just like, okay, they're hitting their heads so hard that it's picking up on the mics, right? Like (laughs) they're hitting their heads really hard and this stuff is supposedly made of like foam. So it's supposed to be soft. So if you're knocking your face and like doing the, you know, kind of thing, like I I actually felt a little bad (laughs) for some of them. Not Mike, the seven foot tall dad who sucked, who looks like Wes from fucking Limp Biscuit, but as a as a church going baseball dad, like he had maybe the most pathetic and hilarious fall of all, where he kind of made the jump and like hail married himself over to like a fairly flat thing, and then just like slowly <laughs> fell off, just like inch by inch, slowly falls off in the most pathetic way. It was, yeah. Uh, so anyway, I, I guess that's what I want to talk about. Like, in terms of, did you? enjoy how much this show hates its contestants or was that did it create a dissonance for you because it did both for me no i loved how much the show hated them because i hated them because they were all (laughs) almost all bad at the game yeah true when when the when the mom continued to uh hit in the first episode try to hit the obelisk with the stick like a baseball bat yeah, that was. I was like, oh, <laughs> I see. So they'll let anybody on TV now. <laughs> it really took them so long, and then they, the poor girl was just like, "I'm taking one for the team," and like, yeah, she had to. She had to eliminate. <laughs> she had to compromise herself to a permanent end by jumping into the lava. Which honestly, instead of being in a, if I had a choice between jumping into the pool or being in a room with my mother and shitty ass brother for another seven minutes, I would do that. Yeah, they were they were awful. Merritt, um, I know you want to talk about the himbos, and I really want to hear about the himbos. But before you talk about uh, people that you loved on this show, were there uh, were there people that you especially hated? Um, yeah, I mean, okay, so the first family, like that mom, just like doesn't. It kind of seems like these are two children she found and. Yes. Is like, <laughs> if you pretend to be my children and do this thing with me, then I will return you to your real family safely. <laughs> um, <laughs> You're right. I was going to say, then I'll give you like $100, but it seems much more likely that it's the former thing. She just looks like she's this gym mom with these two like kids that, I don't know, they're just... I kind of do like the fact that when the girl sacrifices herself, everyone is just like, like they're all clearly encouraged to like ham it up as much as possible. Yeah. And you don't see what happens to them. Like 
I don't know how deep it is. It's because they die. Like they definitely die. Like they felt when anyone falls into the lava, they just disappear. And like, they clearly just like cut and like let them climb out. But like, they're like, okay, you do have to go under for a while. So like, just don't, you, you just have to sink in. You can't come back up and scream or anything. You're done. Um, so yeah, she was like, when she was like, I'm going to sacrifice myself to push over the obelisk. But yeah, the mom just like hitting the obelisk with like the staff and like the daughter just like, I can't get off the pyramid. And I think part of this show oh. is it's supposed to look easy and maybe it is, but it's the point is that I think it's supposed to look easy and you're supposed to like be yelling at these idiots yeah. like in a horror movie. Like, don't go in there. Yeah. Like, don't, don't fall off the pyramid. What's the matter with you? Uh, and I think that's, part of the intended experience because if it was just people doing good uh then it would just be sports i guess yeah or it would be most extreme not most extreme it would be american ninja warrior because that's just people people are good are good they're good at it yeah um and this is clearly like you can be in shape you can be ripped but also they will literally just allow anyone to do this Yeah, that, which becomes increasingly evident as it goes on, I feel like. And I just love how people say their qualifications for being on. And it's like, 30 years ago, I did this. Like, it's really fucking ridiculous. There is a basketball guy at one point, And he's in maybe one of the least, uh, like, insufferable teams. Like, I feel like that team was fine. It was like a basketball dude and his two friends. Uh, and, like, he played actual college basketball at ucla so it was like okay he's he's an athlete that seems fine and he was also tall which this show i'm just gonna say very biased against short people it's extremely biased against short people that made me a little angry because of course i picture myself doing everything and i can jump really far but like you see like very tall people just walking over stuff and i'm just like yeah fuck dude come on like get in the game get your head in the fucking game (laughs) but anyway that's me um, there are people who are like, and she did Pilates once and they, they like take it as like a, oh, you're going to do great here. There's definitely a team of like younger women, uh, a little bit later on who are like, we've got the full package. And one of them is like a distance runner. And she's like, I've got the endurance and this is not an endurance race. No, it's, <laughs> you're there for literally eight minutes. <laughs> like, it's just so much like, honey, running a half marathon is not going to help you here. This is about jumping and climbing on shit. This is not, yeah, mm-hmm, okay. But I'm glad, I'm glad that you think you've got the full package and that's fine. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, Merritt, please, please tell us about the himbos. Perhaps the highlight of the first episode, the himbos God, so in American flag stupid. tank tops. It's a lot. They're proportionally yeah. the weirdest people I've ever seen. They're yeah. so fucking stupid. They're just so dumb. Like, yep. bless them. Like, yeah. I, yeah. Like, okay, I don't want to know anything else about them because probably they're like weirdly racist or something. Sure. Just by like law of large numbers. Uh, but they're like just, it's just like, <laughs> it's like you've seen this guy before right you've seen like one of this guy but like 
there's three of this guy there's now. There's three of them. And there's it's just, three of them now. It's just this like complete idiot who just is super ripped, wearing an American flag tank top, and just being like, uh, yeah, floor is lava. <laughs> well, uh, I, I, you know, I went to the gym. Oh, I stopped going to the gym because I was sad. Like, <laughs> I just, I can't even really process all of it. I'm going through their Twitter timeline right now to try and, like, remember all of the stuff. But, like, they're just, like, these, like, they're cartoon characters. They're, like, these three burly guys who are, like, jumping on each other's shoulders to, like, lift weights yeah. and shit. And, like, I... I'm so sad that they lose because like, I don't know. I really would have preferred they win over the, uh, the family. Family. The Pilates family. Yeah. Yeah. And like their energy is just like so weird. Like just so strange. Like they're constant chatter. They are fake. Like this is, they are the, they are the perfect summation of like, they only could exist in the city of Los Angeles sure. because um, you couldn't write them. Mm. Like if you if you tried to write this trio, it would come across as like as trite and kind of played, and like you would you would look at it and be like, oh, "This is a dumb bit." There's just three <laughs> of them, right? But because they're real people. Mm-hmm. It just, it just, there's a, I don't know. It's just so, it's, they're so weird. There's, I, I, that's, their segment is the segment where I yelled the most at the television. Because the second one dies for no, literally no reason. (laughs) He he like, he just falls off of the thing, not at, not doing anything. He was paid to take a fall. He might have been. There is one other city in America I can imagine them being it. And that would probably be Salt Lake City, Utah. Salt Lake they City, are, Utah. They are Mormon brothers who watched Jersey Shore mm-hmm. and thought, wouldn't it be cool? This is the peak of culture. <laughs> uh-huh. Wouldn't it be cool if we took after them a little bit? I like genuinely the Christian energy, especially in those first few episodes, is just permeating from every pore of this show. Yeah. The like oh, fudge. Like, when people are mad, they don't swear, at least at first. And they're just like, oh, yeah. darn. Like, there's, like, there's good, absolutely wholesome fun. no way yeah. if I was on this television program, they wouldn't make me ADR my entire appearance oh, same. on this mm-hmm. show. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't understand. The, 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 okay, so, Danielle, you mentioned that these people are, like, slamming their skulls into these Hard. phone boxes yeah. with intense... Momentum, which is very funny to me because again, the distances aren't that big. None of the distances are big enough for them to be jumping as hard as any of these people are. Um, But there's no way if I slammed my head into a box, I wouldn't just yell fuck as loud as I possibly could. Right. You may do that. I don't understand how, how it's possible that they are silent or. They yell, oh, no, and as they, as they Terminator into the lava. Gosh darn. Like, it's, it's fucking comical. It's so, co- not just the slapstick of it, but the, the dialogue of it is absolutely just not real. It's not real. It's not how real people, sorry, it's not how anybody in my life speaks or acts. Like, it's just, like... There's a few asses later on. I think they start to get, like, people who may have, like, ever lived outside of a pod 
like okay, later on so for sure. People. <laughs> the flight attendants, Nikki, I think you watched further on. The flight attendants yes. were probably my favorite because they seemed the yeah. most like like people. People. Uh, and they were pretty wild too. Like they were all like fifty something flight attendants. The like fifty one year old white woman who is a black belt in Taekwondo, like made it across in record time. And then her like fifty four year old five two like bossy friend went went through, and she actually finished like ass outward. She was like a breech birth. She like finished yeah. by scooting her ass. Like to the edge of the thing, which was amazing. And then their friend, uh, Chicklet, was is a out of drag drag performer who was very funny and like actually seemed the most realistic human being that was on this entire show. Who was just like so over all of it the whole time and just like, what am I doing? Like, why am I here? Like, what is happening? Uh, so I liked them probably more than anybody else, but. Yeah, this the the energy was so much to deal with uh, on this show. Now, Nikki, I want to talk about how much we would crush this if we right, went okay. on this show. Uh, so yeah, I think it. I think it's a situation where we have the luxury, I guess, of having seen the entirety of season one. Um, so, but I, I trust Mr. Wood to have remixed all of the rooms yeah. for season two. Um, so the, the obstacles will be bigger, the, the lava will be hotter, all of that of stuff. Um, the particle effects that they just kind of have going at all times <laughs> will be more. Um, but legitimately never, there has never been a television program better suited for us. Yeah. And I, I, I would, I will go to the grave saying this: yeah. that there has not been a television show created that we would not be better suited to win. Yeah, uh, Nikki, you are a climber. I know that you go bouldering and climbing, I so do. I feel like you could probably like lead the charge most likely yeah. uh, through the room. I am very small, but I have really great grip strength, especially in like mm-hmm. uh, soggy conditions. Like I am used to having to grip things with all my life, uh, while that in wet. that are wet. Yeah, while people are sweaty, <laughs> super gross. I'm sorry, <laughs> my sport is fucking <laughs> disgusting and it's gross. I'm sorry, uh, but like I have every confidence that between the two of us we could do very very well. Now, if we had to have a third person from Fanbite, um, who who would we pick? Mary, do you want to be on this show? I this? would immediately fall in. I would just <laughs> immediately die. No. Like, no, I, no, I am not going to be one of those people who's like, oh yeah, I would totally kill this. I would just be like, well, I guess I'll just like slide in face first. Cause I'm, if I don't do that, I'm just going to look even worse when I like try to jump onto something. Well, we, and, need, like, well, we need someone to kick the obelisk over. Right. We to need, dive oh, into the obelisk. We and, need yeah. that person. Yeah. <laughs> um, Oh, can we talk about how there there are some slight inconsistencies with the lore of this lava? Yes, please, because so yeah, there's a lot. It's it's lava, ostensibly, correct? Yes. You the rules to me seem to be that if your whole it, I guess it's like if half of your body goes in, you're dead. Yeah, which because it's not if you touch it, because a couple of people like graze their feet in it. 
and then they come out and they're fine. And it also but splashes hand- them all the time. Okay, so yeah. that's the other thing. So there's this, in the second episode, with the old people who just want to go to Wimbledon, um, <laughs> the one of the guys is like, oh, he's like hanging onto like a fireplace or something, and his entire body gets soaked by a bubble. That like that like a jet of water that comes up and soaks this man. How is he not dead or out if okay. it's lava? Okay, I was looking this up. A few things about lava. Um, apparently, you wouldn't just fall into it. Like you wouldn't just sink immediately because it's fucking rock. It's liquid, but it's still like rock. Yeah, it's not water. You would stand on top of it and catch on fire and start burning. People have fallen into lava before and lived. Yeah. Uh, it happens, apparently. Like, geologists will occasionally fall into lava, and it sucks, but then they recover, and they're totally fine. Yeah. Um, and there's some lava that is, like, you can get close enough to, like, hammer pieces of it off to get a sample because the surface cools so much on contact right. with air that... I mean, it's it's just, it's like a it's like a like a massage rock. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. Like that. Yeah, exactly. It's about that temperature. That's where they get those actually. Um <laughs> when they rub those on your hands or your feet at the the place. Um They get them from the local volcano. The local yeah. volcano. Yeah. Very few people die from lava. Uh which is it's interesting that we have this whole like I don't know. There is such a thing in culture of just like volcanoes and falling into volcanoes and being thrown into volcanoes and volcanoes erupting. When people are killed by volcanoes, it's usually by like pyroclastic flow or like ash or like whatever. Because lava is very say slow. Ash would have been my guess. I don't know. Ash is about a big this, one. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, pyroclastic flow is. Uh, is ash, but also lava and other gases that just yeah. like just flies uh downhill and it can be up to 1000 degrees celsius now is that hot uh (laughs) and it can move at uh up to 700 kilometers an hour Mm. is that so um that's the bad part that you don't want to touch um that's the bad thing really but But i um, saw the documentary film volcano oh yeah um where they they find a volcano, um, <laughs> you know the documentary film starring uh, Tommy Lee Jones, yes, and Don Cheadle, yeah. where they find a volcano underground in the city of Los Angeles, and then they ha- the volcano is at the La Brea tar pits, and it destroys all of the art at LACMA. <gasps> no, you remember this? Yeah, I do. I mean, no, I, I didn't that watch 1998 it. 1998 film. Yes, I didn't watch oh, it because really, I was I really was a very f- anxious child, and so I didn't oh. want to watch this documentary about volcanoes. So, a twister really scared me. So twister mm. scared. Yeah, I feel like this in the 90s we had all those disaster movies. But yeah, this the the slogan for the documentary is "It's hotter than hell." Um, <laughs> mm. But it's really cool because there is a whole segment where um, there there sub the lava goes into the subway. Yes, and then and then a man has to jump. <laughs> it's it's legitimately a Sorry? floor of lava situation. He has to jump about uh, six and a half feet to clear the lava, <laughs> okay. um, and he ends up jumping three and a half feet and falls into the lava and then dies like Terminator. Mm. Right. God. God. I uh. Mm. 
Medically speaking, I had a lot of questions about this show. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, like what the concussion protocol Honestly, was. Honestly, yes. Why weren't they wearing fucking helmets? When children do these things on television, I they I'm sure there's just different rules or whatever. It's probably not even a rule, but like a oh, you know, best practices. Please wear helmets and elbow pads and knee pads. But like yeah. People I wonder if knocked. it's legitimately a liability thing because they're the distances aren't far enough and they're not going fast enough that they don't need those things. Yeah, I mean, probably, but they hit their heads. I mean, unless I mean, it is possible that they're adding in sound effects, but it it it, it felt real. Like you can, yeah. you I get my head hit really hard sometimes, just like you know, falling the five feet from my height to you know, the floor and somebody just did a really bad takedown and I am like seeing stars for a while. So like maybe I just have a very different view of this, but like if you hit your head hard enough for it to do an inadvertent like double or triple take, which they do several times in this show, mm-hmm. like when they take it on the chin basically and do like a boom, 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 if you know what I, sorry. Yeah. This is not good radio. I'm trying to like no, no, emulate no. this. This is great radio. <laughs> this is this is Foley. Yeah. The folks at ILM do this basically. Yeah. Exactly. They just go to a mic and they go boom, boom, boom. But for it to hit like three hits hard and in succession, that that's not great for your brain or your jaw or any of the bones in your face. Um, so, yeah, I like legitimately worried a few times, especially if they're going underwater immediately. Now, I have to imagine there are divers in there and I think there are people that pull them in. I actually really do think somebody pulls okay. you in. So that that was the that was the conversation that I had with Kate. Sure. How deep do you think it is? It's gotta be. I think it. Oh, sorry. I think it can't be any deeper than like six feet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, because like it ha- it can't be so deep that if you were to concuss yourself, that you'd die. Right. If you got into the water, but I do think it has to be. It has to be standing height because you have to get out right quickly. So yeah. I think it can't be any deeper than like six feet. I, there, there's probably a minimum that's safe too, though, because in case you do kind of dive, even if it's accidental, right? Like right. you don't want somebody to actually break their neck um, if they Gotta go in at a weird angle. <laughs> so I, I'm imagining it's probably six, maybe even a little bit more, and that there's just ladders everywhere and there's safety divers that help you out, basically. Like, if you go after, to, like, after a, they After they violently pull you right, in. Right, I mean, that's the thing. They violently pull you in, camera's cut, and they're like, are you good, bro? And then they swim you over <laughs> into, like, a, a you know, a, a hidden place that's easier for you to get out from or something. Because they do this, they have safety divers at, at obstacle course runs. Like, if you do a Tough Mudder or a... Spartan race or whatever, they have scuba divers in the water like the whole time um, in case people get hurt. And like there was a whole lawsuit once actually where somebody did die at one of those events uh, because the Oops. safety diver couldn't get there fast enough or some something happened. Um, but I thought I saw some like errant limbs a few times in a few shots. Ah. Like the, the safety divers are there. Well, hey, safety so diver slash there was a second, there was a second swimmer. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, so you have a second swimmer theory. It's a second swimmer. That's fun. Yeah. A second swimmer. Um, uh, the, the magic obelisk is kind of what you're claiming. Oh. That's what's happening in the background. 
I see, I see, I see. I could be yeah. wrong. This is my guess, anyway. <laughs> Back into the left. <laughs> God. Oh, wow. Um, okay. Uh, my ending question. Well, we already kind of addressed the ending question of how well we think we would do. Very. Uh, we'd win the 10000 American dollars. Yeah, and then we'd, we'd be able to what? Buy a chair? We'd be able to buy a chair. <laughs> Like, yeah, after taxes, we'd be able to purchase a chair. One of us gets a chair that we have to share three ways, basically. Yeah. Like, I get the chair for a week, you get the chair for a week, it'll be fine. Yeah, this seems like, this is incredible. This seems like a show, I didn't even think about this. This seems like a show where they don't even get three lava lamps. They oh my only god, use you're only right. one yeah. lava lamp. Yeah. Sorry, like, we blew our guts, budget on the, exactly. on the Ark of the Covenant. So it's the real Ark of the Covenant. It's the real Ark of the Covenant. And that um, used no, up most yeah. of our money, as you can imagine. <laughs> you know they filmed this in an Ikea? In a in an abandoned Ikea, apparently. I was reading some pieces about this, and like no schools or like sets or, or places with big pools. So they'd like make industrial-sized pools for underwater shots. Of course, you know, the film industry being centered basically in LA there's tons of like massive pools but because it wasn't going to be water and it, there were several reasons why nobody wanted to be associated with this and then there was like they somehow found like an abandoned just massive oh, Ikea yeah. oh the Burbank Ikea is so, that what it is oh okay so there's two Ikeas in Burbank sure there's the one Ikea which was the old Ikea which is where they filmed this and then there's the new Ikea, which is the biggest Ikea in North America, which is like a half a mile away from the old Ikea. Wow. Mm. That's so they weird. filmed it in the old Ikea. I guess that's what oh, this is now. I see. This is the lava Ikea now, I guess. That rules. That whips. I love <laughs> People that. People are going to flock to that Ikea and just be like, that's where, the ch- in. that's where the, that girl died pushing <laughs> over the obelisk. Because her mom thought it was a fucking baseball bat thing. God, just Fuck. I would literally never let my mother live that down. Yeah, that like ever. <laughs> that was hey, mom, bad. it's like you're grounded because you blah, blah, blah. Hey, mom, remember when you tried to use the staff as a baseball bat to knock over the obelisk? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll see you later. I'm going out. <laughs> just think about that. Reflect on your choices. Oh, fuck. Oh, so, so much. Well, you know, at least, but. But now those kids don't have to be Facebook friends with their mom. Oh, the dream. That was a condition of them winning and getting the money was that they have to be Facebook friends, Instagram friends, Snapchat friends. Uh, I love comedy. God. Their mom has to see all of their, uh, their vines and their, um, <laughs> their mom has to have their, their, their talk, Weibo their account. MySpace? Yeah. Yeah, their friendster. <laughs> their, their Steam account, so that she can see if they're playing any naughty video games. Yeah, any of the any of the titty games. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Titties, titties. The way the way that the the way that the sun grabbed. Okay, so Mary, you posited that it's not actually um, their mother because mm-hmm. it doesn't feel at all like their mother. But the yes. way that the sun grabs the woman at the end when she has to jump and then does his best to not actually touch her with his hands uh, and is only touching her with her uh, only touching her with her with his wrists is what makes me think that he's that she's his mother. Okay, yes. Yeah, that's true. 
Yeah, that's fair. That's a fair point. I might need to roll the tape again on that one. Um, <laughs> as if I was ever going to watch that horrible fucking episode again. Um, <laughs> I would say, Nikki, I don't know if you agree with me, but I do think the show gets a little better and more tolerable on that end. It does. As it goes. Like, it really starts with the fucking which is, wolf. Which is buck wild to me that you the first episode yeah. is as much, it features such shitty people yeah. as it does. Yeah. It's incredible mm. to me. It's like you don't actually have to air it in the order you shoot it. Right. It's like, no one's going to know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Maybe just cut all of that and just make it a fucking movie. <laughs> no, and, like, you know, they want people to, to keep watching it. They don't want people to just like, they don't want word to get around that the first episode is the best one. They want people to be saying like, no, you just got to stick with it. You got to stick with Floor <laughs> yeah. is Lava. And then they start to reveal it's the backstories for the floor. Uh, <laughs> Rutledge comes out and he tells you like the, the history of the room. It's really cool. Just like get into it and you'll love it. Oh, yeah. Lava lips for everybody. It's a it's a sixty hour <laughs> commitment, but um yeah, but it's worth but it. Listen, trust me. Around hour forty five, who we it really does <laughs> pick. Uh, <laughs> I I re- I do wish for season two that they kind of start to establish more lore about. Mm. The, yeah, the, the, the yeah. What is this? Like, is it just that hell has erupted beneath this um, night at the museum ass basement full of like stolen artifacts? Yeah, it's so I there there's so much space here for it to be like Rutledge's house. Right. Yeah. Like Welcome to my house. Like oh no, it's flooded with it's lava. It's flooded with lava. <laughs> oh, well, if you want to get to my dinner party upstairs, you got to Also, are we not past the point of calling Moai Easter Island heads? Like Yeah, what the fuck? Yeah. As a as a society, we have moved past <laughs> the need for the term Easter Island heads. They're called Moai. Like this has been known for a very long time. Like fucking Bionicle knows more about this Bionicle shit than you do. Bionicle had it right. Yeah, there were some, like, not that I want to go all the way down this path, but like there was some like slight sexism and racism just sort of peppered around mm-hmm. uh, bits and pieces here. Like the whole like, oh, the study kind of leans on some like 30s great white adventurer like stereotypes that were just kind of like oh this is a choice that they didn't even go to in like Nickelodeon's 90s program about made up fucking legends and shit like it just mm, there were just some some choices I feel like were made sorry wait the triplets share a twitter account Mm -hmm. oh no no and they've been on other television programs yes no (laughs) you know what good for them i love this they have a podcast good you know Um, what let's get let's get the triplets i really hope they don't find my tweet about them oh my god (laughs) they're going to and you know it other people have found they found similar tweets by other people but they they mentioned them by name and i didn't so yeah I'm hoping they don't search Flora's Lava Triplets if they search. I think they might just search Versi Triplets. Versi, yeah. I, I've, yeah. Well, uh, does anybody else have any other sort of closing thoughts on this incredible television event that we witnessed, at least in part? No, sorry, I'm looking at, (laughs) sorry, I'm just on, I'm on their Twitter account now. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. This and this one's tough. The for the second JPEG that's kind of on the Twitter account is of one of them getting a hair transplant. Oh my god! The um, one that they made fun of. There, huh? 
Oh, God. One of the twins. They do make a joke about, like, how you tell us apart is our hairline. This one has a divorced dad hairline. And then they made fun of him. And it was just like, hey. Well, he's getting, he got hair transplant. He got hair transplant. Yeah. Got hair tra- he got hair transplant. I have well, uh, one last note that I wrote down when I was very upset that I kept watching this show, and I'm sorry if this is a little mean, but there are a lot of really doofy-looking white guys looking really dumb in this yeah. show that made me feel, like, 5% gayer. I was just kind of like, oh, okay, that that guy looks real, oh, boy, okay. Yeah. Watching them fail is good. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. It is. Even though I was worried about fucking CTE for some of these people. Yeah. Uh, it, it is. Uh, there are some good moments. There are some very good uh, moments. Even though I actually think Rutledge might be evil. I think he might actually be wow. evil. Wow. Wow. Hot oh, take. Well, it's Rutledge. just like he will gleefully narrate like a, a montage of people smacking their face hard enough to make several sounds to classical music, and he he seems to be taking a lot of pleasure in it. That's all. Just seems like you know people are talking about The Last of Us being very violent, and uh, you know I think they need to to take a look around and and look at the lava of us as well. You know what I'm uh, saying? Lava of us. You know and on saying? that note, <laughs> have to. They're taking away our lot. The FCC is knocking on my. Oh. FCC, here's one for size. Lava's a many splendored thing. Well, thank you, you like so that? much for listening to You Love to See It this week. <laughs> um, we talked about if you weren't paying any attention and got to the end of the episode, we were talking about Flora's Lava, the reality television program. <laughs> um, if you have questions, comments, concerns, you can email us. Uh, and be sure to write and review this show. On iTunes, because that's where it matters. Yeah. Um, you can listen to all the stuff we make at fanbyte.com slash podcast. You can find us on Twitter at fanbyte media, Instagram at fanbyte, TikTok at fanbyte, and at fanbyte.com. Streams, twitch.tv slash fanbyte. Danielle, where can people find you? Oh, at Danielle RI, when I'm not imprisoned uh, by the FCC <laughs> because of that. Which is Merit, where can people find you? I am on Merit K. I'm on Merit K at Twitter. What? This, no, that's it. The lava's in my brain. <laughs> no. Oh dang! Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Godzilla G O D S E W A, and uh, you love to you love to lot you love to lava. You lava to see it. Oh, you lava to see oh, it. Fuck. We got there. Hold on. Wait, no, 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 no. I gotta take that again. Let's take that again. Okay. Hold on, Jordan. Jordan, you've got this one right. <laughs> Jordan, uh, Jordan, uh, Jordan, just take this one one more time. Here we go. You lava to see it. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>